Good afternoon. You have just tuned in to WUFO Power Podcast with Table Talk with Michelle. Today I like to talk about uh, a horrible event, incident, I will say, that happened on Saturday, May 14, 2022. The shooting that took place at um, Top Supermarket, that result. 10 people dead, killed, and three people were injured. What a sad day for Buffalo. I would even say what a sad day for this country. My topic is, how do we heal from this tragedy? This horrible tragedy has been um, deflected on so many lives, so many families. There's only one way to heal. And we do know that we have to heal through God. He the only one can heal us from this tragedy. But I also will say that there's a conversation that needs to take place so that we can heal properly. I remember, you know, years ago, um, my grandmother used to say when things are kept up under the carpet, the carpet, all the end result is that you have a lumpy carpet and nothing is discussed. And this is how people go around from years and generation of carrying hurt. So I do believe the topic of discussion, I believe that um, we need to start the healing process. It's like a diagram. It's not just one answer to the solution. It's like a diagram and inside um, this diagram, there are several components that will complete the diagram. But in each component, there's a topic of discussion that needs to take place. And one of them is that uh, we need to have a real conversation in America about racism because it does exist. Um, we can't keep hiding about it. And when one culture get angry because they don't understand or maybe they do understand or don't want to accept accountability, we still have to talk about racism in America because it's prevalent. Um, how we allow it to come so far. I mean, we are in the 21st century, 21st century. And we're still dealing in racism. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Hmm. I tell you, it make you pause for a minute. We are still dealing with the hate against black people. And the thing that I don't understand is why I ask myself this question when I'm seeing it in action, when I'm seeing it in motion. Why is there so much hatred we have helped build? Our ancestors have literally helped build America for free. No cost was given to them. No pay was given to them. When will we um, be, when will we get paid for the free labor that that was done, that, that the country, you know, from this country that our ancestors have built this country on the, on the on their backs, when will restitution be given to this to our culture, black people, for building such a beautiful country that so many other cultures are benefiting from? But it seems like we are always in the last. We are always running last, coming in last when we should not be. Hmm. Hmm. 
admitting the wrong, that conversation has to be done. That was done to us down in centuries. The dividing of the families. And, you know, we wonder why we blame the, the um, we talk about, or I would say is blamed that black culture, you know, black families are um, always, you know, divorcing or the father's absent. But this was this was put on us. This was thrust on us from slavery when they had the husbands. They divided the husband and put him on one boat and they took the women and put her on another boat and took the children from her and separated them all throughout the world. So this um, pattern or this hatred it, it will more, I'm gonna say it was more so embedded in our minds, and this is why we have this we have inherited that um, division because of what was thrust on us. <laughs> I tell you, the culture today, <laughs> all of the self hate that we have against one another and against ourselves, you know. Um, how black people are still af affected <laughs> by the um, redlining of how of the housing market, how we are affected by employment discrimination, how we are affected from um, ju the justice system. How can we start a change without having these topics addressed and talked about? I believe change starts from the top from all these political figures that people that we put in the office with all these promises on their lips of what they're going to do to help out um, the less fortunate, the, the black community, the black people. And then once they are uh, elected in office, that we stand in line to elect them in office and get them in office and because we expect the things that they have made promises on to keep them. And once they're in office, we're told that their hands are tied. It's out of their reach. All of these other cultures into our, uh, come into our country and get grants and government funding to open businesses to make money right in the black community and buy up all the houses. And we as black people are still struggling to purchase a home. <laughs> wow, that's deep. It's like when is enough is enough. When we be treated, you know, as equal, I have the same dreams. You know, I often sometimes think I'm like, you know, I have that same dream, that American dream, you know, and hope and desire, you know, that my grandchildren will have the same opportunities made available to them as it is to all other races. I mean, it shouldn't be a color factor when you have hope and desires and dreams to go to college you know, without all these overpriced tuitions and that once you go to college that you have the fair act to be able to apply for a job and be given the, the correct amount for your labor and for your intelligence for doing the job. I have those same hope and desires that my children can live in um, peace and harmony and that they can live and purchase a home and have the, uh, the American dream that everyone else seems to be able to come from other countries and receive, but it's so far-fetched for us to receive that we must we have to go through so much to to get it. And again, this is just 
my thoughts. You know, I'm going to give you my website. If you have any questions that you would like for me or any um, thing you would like for me to read your, your thoughts on this matter, you can. You can email me at Charming Etiquette with Michelle at gmail.com. That's C H A R M A N D E T I Q U E T T E with Michelle with two L's at gmail.com. I would love to hear your views, or am I the only one who thinks and feels this way? I mean, all of this happens when we. Uh, when tragedy happens in the black community or, you know, um, hearing about or um, the event that happened on Saturday, we had just finished a beautiful tea party with young women empowerment and charming etiquette with Michelle at Buffalo State College and couldn't even get in the door good and phones were ringing off the hook about this incident that happened on one of the prettiest Saturdays. It was such a beautiful day that people cannot even walk into their stores and, you know, and go grocery shopping in the middle of the day that someone can come, you know, and look different, dressed in army fatigue and just you know, start his plan, you know, and, and taking people out of here all because of racism. We have to have that talk. We have to have it because it's not just going to start with, it's not going to start with us acknowledging. It's going to have to start with them, others, other cultures acknowledging this as well. Why do you hate, you know, what is the problem? What can we do to stop it? This should not have happened, you know, when, when I'm tired of turning on the news and seeing at the hands of, uh, of even our black men being taken gunned down with the cell phone. But yes, still a white man can come in our army fatigue and just execute his plan and still walk around living. I just uh, that just really, really makes my stomach turn to see racism at its best. According to statistics, Buffalo is number six. I didn't come up with the statistics. According to statistics, Buffalo is number six. That's a very low number. Not number 106, a number in six. Not 26, number six. I asked, when is enough is enough? How much blood must be shed for change to take place? Mm. It just should not. You know, we should not have to our taxpayers' money. I'm a worker, you know, and taxpayers' money should not be taking care of a man that took 10 innocent people out of here and injured three people. It just should not, that just ought not be that he's able to see his family and those 10 people are not able to see their families or their loved ones, but he's able to live in a nice, comfortable area for the rest of his life because he has executed his plan. He was on a chat room called Discord telling people his plan, and then he began to execute his plan. And then he live streams it on a social media platform called Twitch. Twitch. <laughs> and my thing is, did anybody, was any cause made from anyone that was 
watching him or listening to him on Discord or watching him on Twitch, call 911 and say, hey, it's a guy in the Buffalo area, such and such, because he's telling everyone his plan, what he was going to do. Racism at his best. Hmm. One thing I know for certain that we have to do, and it tells us in the book of Chronicles 7, 14, the Bible says that if my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then, then <laughs> we will hear from heaven. It says, then I, so we need to make it personal, hear from heaven and forgive their land. And forgive their sins and heal their land. We need America to be healed of all this racism. We need to barbarize the gates of heaven by humbling ourselves, asking God to forgive us for any sins that we have omitted and sins that we didn't even know that we done, sins of omission and commission. And join forces in praying for God to heal the land of America of racism. This wall needs to be destroyed, just like the walls of Jericho. Just like the walls of Jericho was destroyed when the people went around the wall. And you can read that story in the book of Joshua, I believe. And it talks about the wall of Jericho. Um, being destroyed, I think it's Joshua 6, um, somewhere up in 1, chapter 1, and I think it goes all the way down to 27, and it talks about they walked around the wall until that wall came tumbling down. We need to seek the, the face of God for the plan of God to destroy racism at its best. Um, we need to stop putting people in office who... Um, can't do, who continues to make promises for all people, but once they get in office, it's only for a certain type of people. Um, we have to look for the middle class, the low class, and the high class. We gotta, we, it just can't be for one type or one color. It has to be for all people. Uh, we have to make them accountable and stop patting Racism, this hatred against America, against black Americans. Stop black people in general. Stop. We got to put it into it and stop. And how we do that, we're going to have to pray for God to strategically give us a plan on how to do that. We got it has to start. It has to start somewhere. Um, too much, too much, too much blood has been shed. I tell you, saints of God, we have to pray until we see a change, until we see the wall of hatred come tumbling down. <laughs> and only then, only then will we see <laughs> hatred being dismissed. We all created as equal. We all are treated as equal. And I'm, I'm, I am mature enough. I've been around in this world enough to know that you know, change does starts with each individual. So therefore, some people just think that they're fine just the way that they are with the hatred, with the bitterness, with the unforgiveness. And that's fine. 
but we have to start making people accountable for the promises that they make. You can dislike me. You can even hate me on the inside, but make laws for all mankind. Make them equal. Stop making one laws for this and then another law. It's a different law for that culture. Make all laws equal for all men to benefit from it. Stop the red lining, the red lining, stopping certain cultures from moving and buying houses. Stop all of this foolishness and all this division that is in America that has been bestowed upon people of color when I said enough is enough. Again, if you like to leave some um, discussions or topics, you can always, always leave it on my website. I'm leaving on my email, Michelle at gmail.com. It's just something that was unburdened with, I was burdened with. And this is my voice. And I choose to use my voice to speak about some of the things I truly believe that has to take place, has to be discussed. It has to be all of the segregation and the division and hatred. You know, I remember talking to someone a couple of weeks ago and they was telling me how they felt bad for this gentleman um, who had did this evil act um, on May 14th. And I refused to say his name as well. And my thought was, I didn't feel sorry for his family. I didn't. I just didn't. No more than, um, you know, because I'm a mom and I am a grandmother. But this was a kid who was 18 years old. So was this taught to you? Was this, you know, just like we sit down and we talked to our children. I remember my mom sitting out talking and explaining to me of when she was a young girl and how certain, um, how racism and things they had to endure living in the South, you know, growing up and how they used to have to run through the fields at a certain time when um, certain evil things were coming, approaching them. And that never made me want to go out and retaliate against the culture. It just helped educate us. It helped educate me to know the things that my ancestors had done and how they had made the way for me to be able to go and me be able to do the things that I do. So I'm so totally appreciative for that. However, um, conversation has to be made at the house with your children. Um, they have to be taught. They have to be told that this can no longer exist. You know, it's okay to dislike. It's okay not to love, uh, not to like uh, another person for whatever your reason is, but to go and deflict pain or to murder or to hurt. That's a whole different ball game because we can't make everybody like everybody. It's just not. We just don't live in that type of world, but we still have to start somewhere. It has to be taught. It has to, a discussion has to be made in the schools, <laughs> on the jobs. We can't be running and, and afraid to talk about racism. We have to talk about it <laughs> in order for it to stop, in order for us to know how to dress it. Again, if you would like to call, I mean, send me an email at Charming Etiquette with Michelle. This is my view. 
Charming Etiquette with Michelle, I'm sorry, at gmail.com. This is my view on racism at its best. And in closing, I would like to say this is what you can expect to take place at the table with Michelle. <laughs> table talk with Michelle is keeping it real on real life topics, on real life issues. Until next week, I pray that everyone is safe. I pray that everyone is um, I pray that everyone is praying for the solution that we don't have to continue to live in a miracle full of hatred that we are that one day we will see equal opportunity at its best until next week. Bye bye.